So this is DJ Catanova again doing a overseas over the phone interview, and this time I'm actually FaceTiming, even though you guys can't see, uh, with my guy hey. JW Francis. What's going on, sir? Hey, it's going great. <laughs> How's the it's weather like in New York? Oh, it's we've actually been having some pretty nice spring days. It goes between April showers and April sunshine. But, um, you know, I'm spending most of my time inside anyway, but <laughs> I go out on my fire escape for my daily vitamin D. That's actually very clutch. <laughs> Where do you live in New York? I live in Brooklyn. I live in Bushwick right oh, now. Okay. I, yeah, I'm kind of, I've hopped all around. I used to be in uh, Harlem for a couple of years. Now I'm, I'm out in Bushwick. Where in Harlem? I'm from Harlem. Oh, really? West Harlem, like 135th. Oh, Broadway. Yeah. oh I, born and raised on 112th and Lenox Avenue. Oh, my God. Yeah, I went to, uh, yeah, I went to Columbia. And so, um, oh, nice. Right around, yeah, right around there. Are you originally from New York? No, I'm actually originally from Oklahoma, but I've got kind of a weird trajectory. When I was 12, my family moved to France, moved to Paris, and... Uh, so I grew up, and when I was 10, we moved to Vermont. So I went from Oklahoma to Vermont to France. And I was there until I was 19, and I moved to New York, and uh, been here ever since. When I get married, this is the crazy mm-hmm. thing that I'm going to do. I'm going to yeah. go to Paris. Instead of having a traditional honeymoon, like after you get married, we're going to uh-huh. go to Paris first for like five days, say on a Monday. And then on the Friday, yeah. very early in the morning, get married, rush to the airport. Fly to New York so it's the same time and rush to the courthouse so we get married on the same day in two different places. Wow. Yes. That, yeah, that would work with the time difference. That was my dream. I'm like, hopefully traffic and, you know, everything, the powers that be, everything is the stars are aligned for me. Yeah, you could get the, the you could get there really early and it would definitely work out. That would be awesome. I know, I'm like, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm assuming JW Francis is like initials for your real name. Actually, it isn't. No. <laughs> J.W. Francis is actually this name I came up with when I was a little kid because I wanted to be a fantasy fiction writer and write like C.S. Lewis, like Narnia, or like J.K. Rowling, or J.R.R. Tolkien. Or whatever. I just thought you needed like two letters and a fancy last name. So I picked J.W. Francis. I was actually going to so say, that's... it sounds like a writer. Right? Exactly. And I had to ask you, how yeah. long have you been growing your beard? <laughs> Oh, boy. This one, uh, well, the thing is, I actually started growing a beard in 2015. So I remember I voted and I had a beard and <laughs> I never looked back. But this, actually, I haven't trimmed since, definitely since quarantine. So it's been since, like, at least February. I mean, that's a lot for yeah. that short amount of time. It takes me, like, six months to get there. So are you a part of a band or is JW a solo artist? Um, well, it's, it's really, I mean, it's really both, but I mean, but at the same time, it's a solo project. Like I write all the music and I, what I do is the process is I'll write all the songs and record a demo at my place. And then I'll send it to my friend, producer, Sahil. And Sahil, I'm sorry, he'll be like, okay, come over to my place. He's got a studio. And we'll re-record the whole thing from scratch. So we were really like the recorded music, but then obviously when I'm playing live, I'm the funny thing is I've got a dedicated like New York City band, but when I travel and then I go home to Paris, my dad plays drums for me and like my high school friends are in my band. So I've got like dope. a Paris band and a New York band. Yeah. And then I and then I was like, you know, it's so expensive like pay for five people's plane tickets to like go somewhere and play, even if like 
I got pants in Chicago or something like that, you know. So what I what I would do is when I tour, I'll just be like, hey, does anybody play guitar? Want to like make some money? Like play play in a band? Like so, I'll put together a band like a month before, or it'll just be like fans who are like, yo, I'll play in your band. That's and pretty I dope. Get, and yeah, and like I'll show up. They uh, we'll do like one rehearsal, which is like the recipe for chaos. Like it just goes <laughs> so wrong. But it's only gone really well, funnily enough. Like <laughs> that's probably the best thing that you can do as an artist to help support to give back to your fans. Cause somebody who's like a big fan of you and you're like, Hey, you a fan? You play instrument? You wanna play in my band? It's like, Hell yeah, I wanna play in your band. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Berry actually used to just drive himself around the country in his like Cadillac and just show up and have a new backing band in every town. <laughs> That's pretty dope. Uh, see, that means I need yeah. to learn how to play an uh, instrument. I'm learning YouTube uh, drums on YouTube, but I only know how to play one song, just uh, Mac DeMarco's uh, Chamber of Reflections. That's it. Nice. On very drums? simple. Yes, very simple. So your latest single, Everything, that just dropped in February. So, you know, because yeah. of you, I don't know if you've watched any of the interviews yet. Oh, at, when this one is done and you watch it, my intro mm -hmm. to the interviews is the same guy that did your Everything video. Lane Goza? Yes. Oh, sick. Oh, that's so cool. Because I saw your video and I loved the aesthetic of it. And I reached out to him. I was like, I want you to do something for me. It's just a little cat walking up into the spotlight of a microphone and meow, and that's it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! That's so sick. I can totally, I, I can already see it. Like yeah. How you did it. So, looking back to you growing up, when do you think your passion for music first sparked? I mean, definitely, it would have to be just the household that I grew up in. Like my my dad played drums. My mom and dad were. I mean, they had me when they were young. I had very young parents. They're like. I think they were 19 when they had me. So they were always very hip to like listening to all the early, whenever. So I was like the earliest stuff I remember is like early 2000s. Like, of course, like in Sync and Backstreet Boys. But my parents were like burning me CDs with like the Strokes and Arcade Fire and like all this stuff. And yeah, just getting mixed CDs from my dad probably and then taking it from there. And like the internet, you know, obviously. LimeWire, just LimeWiring everything. Yeah. I remember just like, as soon as I heard a band that I somewhat liked, I would just go and download their discography, you know? Immediately. Like, immediately. And I feel like a lot of people, like, of our generation have that, like, some people have that real obsessive, like, I'm just gonna, I just have to listen to everything this artist has ever done. And we can for free. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> it's really easy to go down. I went down so many holes as a, uh, Kid. and yeah so when i started playing guitar i knew exactly what i wanted to play i was just like i need to learn how to play float on by modest mouse this is what i want to know <laughs> so how did you learn did you did your dad teach you guitar or he uh pay for lessons no i remember i got a i got like a choir strat when i was like 12 and tried to play it and it was and i think i think i even got like a teacher and like i tried to play it but it just didn't stick and i was like eh, whatever and then we moved to vermont and like vermont like has like six feet of snow in the winter and we were just being inside for all of winter and not able to do anything except play the guitar <laughs> so i just like really the winter that time and then really like what inspired me funnily enough or like really kicked my butt into actually 
playing was the first year I was living in Paris. My parents put me in an international school, and but it was like way too much money. So I only did it for like a year. But all the kids were like super rich, and women wanted guitar lessons. And so I was like, I'm going to learn guitar to teach this, to make money to learn to teach this kid guitar lessons. So I was just like, well, always like, I was, I was taking lessons like one step ahead of him, kind of deal, and like teaching. <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> like, <laughs> Does he play in your band when you go to Paris? No. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> so, what instruments do you play? So, you play guitar, guitar, bass, harmonica, drums, like a little bit. Like I drum all the stuff on my first EP. I did myself, but the the, the last few singles that sound like noticeably better. The ones that done side or he's playing drums. I play some mandolin. I love the mandolin. I think that's about it. I'm learning piano right now. It's one of my corona like to do is like trying to learn piano. Have you ever incorporated harmonica in in any of your songs? I don't think I heard it. No, I haven't yet. I yeah, I'm kind of it's funny because I like I actually have so much music right now that like I like I finished an album and was like gonna release it and then someone got interested and then like that didn't pan out. Like in terms like a label got interested. And, like, I've just been kind of going down these paths, like, of, like, trying to get it, like, properly released. And it seems like finally now, in the next couple of months, I'm going to be able to drop it. Because I've already got another one, like, backlog. And then, like, almost, like, done, done, like, finally mixed. And then I've got another one all demoed out. And then another one all so demoed got four. out. So I've got, like, four. <laughs> That's good. I mean, at so least like, the coronavirus is, uh, is good for people right now, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be able to shoot up so much music like pretty soon, but hopefully. That's good. But it's just kind of scary because, like, I mean, with the, with the virus, like, the the general rule uh, in the music industry is you're supposed to play, like, 100 shows to promote an album mm-hmm. around that. And when you can't play shows, a lot of people are, you know, they don't want to put on music or they're not going to be able to properly promote and people are saying, like, epidemiologists are saying, like, we might not be able to actually go to concerts till fall 2021. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because they're talking about, like, you know, partially letting people be together in July and then, like, maybe, like, more fully in September than we'll see if it spikes again. But then, like, actually gathering en masse, like, is apparently going to be a no-no for a long time. But I'm like, that's what? crazy. Hopefully that's I know. not the case. Like, I can't even imagine because I was here the entire time when it first uh, broke out. So, like, I know from watching the news and then hearing people, like, my mom and my dad actually got it. And my grandma got it and passed away from it. So, it's like, now it, it oh hit close home. So, I'm like, yeah. this is surreal. Like, it doesn't seem real because even though it's affecting my family, it's not affecting me directly because, like, I haven't seen it like if i was back home i would be stressing because the only i would have lost two jobs and thankfully right. the only job i would have been working at would have been amazon and i they would have been working me like a dog yeah totally so i'm yeah, like totally. i'm grateful to be here oh man i'm so sorry that happened no, I appreciate like, it. It, yeah it's great. i mean yeah two people on my block have died like that's crazy. People yeah. stay at home. That's like the best. Thing. I know exactly, exactly. I'm like, if you live in only... New York, go on a fire skate. But if you don't, stay yeah. at home. 
Yeah, that's why I'm like, I'm not, I can't believe that I won't be able to play shows until Yeah, you're like, no, it's not I happening. Like, no. I want to tell you So, what genre do you think best describes the vibe of your music? Um, I guess I like to just throw a lot of words at it right now because any one word is too loaded. So, I just throw a lot at it. I said jangle, dream, uh, bedroom pop, indie rock. <laughs> and those all are the ones that I thought. Jangle, I've, I don't you think know, I've yeah. heard that one before, though. Jangle yeah. pop? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard jangle. So, I'm just like jangle, dream, pop. So, and in 2018, you dropped the tape, I'll Love You Forever, Bye. And what you already told us, we can expect four albums because you have all this music waiting. So what's going to be the first, when you get the opportunity, as soon as they say COVID is done, you can start touring, you can do this and the third. What is going to be the next project we can expect? The next project is called We Share a Similar Joy. And it's kind of uh, an extension of like the vibe slash feeling of the first EP, which is really all about gratitude. And so this whole this whole first one is really kind of, you know, like the gratitude, happy, sad kind of feeling, nostalgia. But yeah, that's the whole vibe of it. The second one that hopefully I can come out with this year as well is called Wonder Kid. And that's like a concept album about a superhero. Um, I'm like designing or someone I'm like working with someone to design a superhero costume right now that hopefully I'll be able to wear on tours and it's just all over. Oh, um, so that'll be dope. Yeah. But this one we share some more joy. Like everything is on it and lo fi is on it. Um so like there's a couple of singles I've already released off it, but all right. So <laughs> yeah, this needs to be done sooner than later so that we can get that. I know. I know, exactly. I'm like, I, there's a lot more to tell in the story, so let's get going. <laughs> so now that you're in the house and you have time to do and listen to music, who are the top three artists that you think you're listening to right now? I'm honestly listening to a lot of Bell and Sebastian right now just because they're very comforting like to just keep, you know, go into like the life pursuit to really get out and, or the exasperate but just listening to like a mid-2000s indie tweed rock album right now is very comforting while I'm doing this shit or something. <laughs> um, number two would probably be Sam Evian. You know him. He's just got some very relaxing... I'm listening to this thing. I mean, relaxing music. That's the very thing. And then definitely from... Uh, yeah. Like I, yeah. I mean, because I, I was really, really into their first EP, obviously. And then when their album dropped last year, I... Getting your computer at all? I don't know why. I was just so I'm just kind of discovering catching <laughs> like, up. Yeah. Right before this all went down, too, I saw Crumb perform in San Francisco. I'm mad because usually when I go to shows, I wait until the end. Like I'm literally the last person there, and I'll have my vinyls waiting to get it signed and get a picture. But they played yeah. the last song. You know, usually everybody like, oh, God, thank you, good night, and they leave, and everybody's like, oh, cool, and they'll come back and play one more. They left, yeah. and that was it. 
the, the lights came on and I was like, oh, what the hell? Are they going to come out? And I waited and I waited and they waited and they didn't come. Uh, it was, oh, it was uh, Crumb, uh, Davino Nino, and Shorme. Well, oh, I love Shorme. I played the show with Shorme. Oh, did so, you? Yeah. Do you know Manny? Manny. Manny yeah. is like, yes, yeah, yes. He's like, yeah, he runs Sister City Records, which is a really, really good. I've also been checking them out. They just got covered in, they just got four, it's four. I was like, what the fuck? Like, because they're just like really cool people from Richmond. Um, and uh, Manny, yeah, Manny was the first person to put a crumb on tape and then became the tour manager and was also managing Tormé. And so he set up a show with me and Tormé at Babies, I want to say January, I don't remember, maybe last year, December. Anyway, yeah, Manny, shout out to Manny, he's great. Yeah, that was a that was a really good show. They put on a good show. I was happy about it. Now, I think this question that I made up is specifically for you since we were talking about you going on tour and using different artists. So I was like, let me let me come up with something yeah. different. So now I'm very happy that you shared that with me. If you could collaborate yeah. with a few artists to create a dream team with you on vocals, who would you put on guitar? Who would you put on bass? And who would you put on drums? Anybody. Okay. They can be dead or alive. Anybody dead or alive. That's really hard. Because <laughs> this could be like... Because originally I thought you were saying like, like somewhat realistically, but not realistically, but... Melanie Fai, I think, would be amazing. But if it's my dream team, I can pick anybody dead or alive. Um, I have to pick dead people because when I, when when am I ever gonna have this chance again? That's true. Okay, okay, dead person. There's that song. Oh shoot, what's the guy with the talking guitar that's like sweetly, slowly talking guitar? Uh, talking guitar, nineteen sixty. Oh, it's Sorry. Peter, Peter sure. Frampton. No, 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 Pete Drake, Pete Drake. Pete Drake. Drake, okay, yeah, Pete Drake, Drake came up. And his talking steel guitar, yeah. I would get Pete, I would get Pete Drake, Pete Drake on guitar, on bass, like Gucci Collins, I guess. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Um, on drums, I'd probably get Ringo on there, just because, you know what? <laughs> like my, I mean, you got the dream team, you could pick anybody, might as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is just going to be a hilarious band, okay. We got Pete Drake. Ringo Starr, Lucy Collins, and that's you, and you. You on vocals? Oh, and me. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay, there we go. We're four people. So now I have something fun to do for you. So I have these yeah. cards. It's called Pod Decks. So I have okay. two decks here. One is called What the Heck, and the other one is called Would You Rather. I'll let you pick one, and then we'll draw three cards from them. What the heck? What the heck? All right, let's see. Let's shuffle these real quick. All right. Well, I'm excited. This is fun. I love games. Ah. If you could talk to one species of animal, what would it be? Dogs, definitely. Dogs? Yeah, definitely, because they're everywhere. And I could be like, yo, what up? And they'd be like, no, I'm just making a poop. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 that's so cool. Ah. I'm not going to ask this one, because it's pretty much like the band question. It's like, if you could sing a duet with anyone, who would it be? But uh, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. All right, that's a good one. Let's see. <laughs> Here we go. Do you have a signature move or quirk that people notice or comment on? Absolutely. It's my hip. It's my hip thrust. Whenever I play live, I have a hip move. It's, I, don't, I don't even do it intentionally anymore. It's like the Elvis it's thing? Like <laughs> I'm like playing like that. It's just like how I keep time. So everybody always is like... Oh yeah, you should do a hip exercise for the year or something. 
I mean, is it like doing three things at once? I would lose my mind. <laughs> For me, it's just my body. I don't have to think about it. All right, now last one. Boom. What strange thing would you like to happen at your funeral to make people laugh? Oh, yes. I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty famous for throwing scavenger hunts for people's birthdays. So I would probably uh, involve a scavenger hunt in my funeral, like to find my body. Like, I was like, maybe like pay one of my friends to like steal my corpse um, and like stash it somewhere. And then it's like a scavenger hunt to like find where I am. And like my voice comes on the speaker and it's like, define me. I don't know how uh, your parents would feel about that. <laughs> I mean, it's either that or I'm gone. They put me on strings and I, I can dance around. Like, and do the, and do the hip thrust well. thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm, like, even though I'm not here with you guys, I'm going to perform for you one last time. <laughs> Exactly, just my hands like flopping against the guitar. Like, <laughs> well, that's all the time I have. I appreciate you so much for doing this interview. Thank you so oh, much. Oh yeah, no, thank you for having me. It's so fun. The card game is awesome. Oh, and tell everybody your handle. Where can they uh, find some JW Francis doing some live stuff on Instagram? Oh, I'm always live at 6 p.m. Eastern time at JW underscore underscore Francis. If you just type JW Francis, I think. Are you are you on SoundCloud too? I am. You know, you friends on SoundCloud, right? Yeah, up right there. And I just followed SoundCloud. you. On, I just followed you on YouTube uh, today too. Yes, and I put up a lot of fun videos on YouTube. So yeah, I mean, it's just so many platforms. <laughs> it's like SoundCloud, Spotify, Bandcamp, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Apple Music. Are <laughs> you, you know. on Twitter too? Apple Music, yeah. The what title? Yeah, Tw- Twitter. Twitter. I am on Twitter. JW Fran Fran. <laughs> JW San Fran. Fran Fran. Yeah. Oh, Fran JW Fran. Fran, Fran. <laughs> JW Fran Fran. I so, yeah. Uh, I forget the tweet, but yeah. You, you know what you got to do to make it easier? You have to connect it to your Instagram. Since you're on Instagram so much, it'll just you literally just click the button and it'll just send it right to Twitter. That's right. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. I do that for Facebook. I'm never yeah. on Twitter or Facebook. I just, I'm always on Instagram. I just click the button right. and just post it on both. That's an idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, I should do that. I mean, well, well, thank you for this interview so much. I appreciate yeah. you. I appreciate you. All right, man. Take care. I'll see you. Going too fast. Thank you all for listening, and be sure to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Apple Music, and Spotify at DJ Katsanova for new music, a playlist every Friday, and live shows happening in the Bay Area. Stay cool, kitties. Stay cool.